Hello, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my 15th, yes, 15th novel, This Book is Cursed. It's about a cursed choose-your-own-adventure novel. It is now available for pre-order wherever you buy your books. Here is a brief description. This book is cursed. It always ends the same way. Bookseller Annie Maddox has stumbled upon the find of a lifetime. A rare book, one of one, and worth big bucks. A choose-your-own-adventure novel written by a reclusive author before his untimely and gruesome death. After a terrible tragedy, Annie discovers the truth. This book is cursed. Choose the wrong path, and it kills you. Annie digs into the history of the book and into its secrets, because inside that curse is a tantalizing promise, one that can undo all its bloodshed. Read the book, choose the right path, and reverse the horror. Can Annie find her way through the book, or will she be cut down by its curse? This Book is Cursed comes out March 25th, 2024, and again is available for pre-order wherever you buy your books and at the link in the show notes. I'd love for you to check it out. On to the show. everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i'm fantastic robbie i did notes for this about an hour ago and i've already forgotten what happened so we'll see how it goes i haven't forgotten about this one uh for various re- i I'm, i don't know i'm just I'm, I'm i'm angry i don't know i think it's just all these dudes just infuriate me now all these episodes they just make me angry oh, uh because yeah, they're they're not good and they could be good, which it's like tweaking usually. I, it's just here, we're gonna talk we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna drill down into specific things and then we'll let them go so that they do not rule my life. Hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson Show for only two dollars a month, getting access to all of our bonus content for five dollars a month, getting access to that much, much more. This is the best deal in podcasting. Say it once, say it again. If you haven't supported the show, we'd love for you to do that. This week's episode is Exit Through the Quickie Mart, episode PABFO9, originally aired March 4th, 2012, written by Mark Wilmore, directed by Stephen Dean Moore. It received a 2.8 rating with 5.1 million viewers. The couch gag is a spoof of the Game of Thrones opening sequence. So That's pretty good. We've we've uh, officially entered Game the Game of Game of Thrones and the Simpsons coexisting as TV shows. Um, which is a weird thing to think about. I know, right? And honestly, Game of Thrones has been on for at least a couple of years before this, because you know it takes The Simpsons a long time to, you know, accept that something is here to stay. And they're like, oh, okay, here we go. That's true. I feel like just, I think it's because the end of Game of Thrones, the TV show, is fresh in my mind, or at least relatively mm-hmm. fresh in my mind, even though it's years and years ago now. Um, I still, I, like, it's weird to me that, like, oh, The Simpsons started well before Game of Thrones and is going to keep going well after Game of Thrones. It's in Game of Thrones is like this big epic. All right. Um, episode guest stars Shepard Fairey, Ron English, Kenny Scharf, Robbie Canal as themselves. They, Only one of whom I had heard of about before this. I mean, they're yeah, like Shepard Fairey is the guy. He's he's the most famous, obviously, of, of these of these these fellows, these artists. Um, they're all street artists, graffiti guys uh, in Exit Through the Gift Shop, which this episode is. Not really parroting whatsoever. Exit through the gift shop itself is some thought, some think as a mockumentary. It's about all these all these artists, plus about Banksy theoretically. Um, 
Have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop, Matt? I have not, no. It's fine. I don't know. I saw it. I went, oh, that's fine. Um, it has interesting things to say, but I think it's also my di- complete disenfranchisement with Ban- Banksy as an artist. Like, I feel like it's like everything he says is very boring. And it, I think it's going to honestly say something about this episode that it doesn't actually confront any of that stuff. Instead, it tells a terrible character story about Barton Homer. Um, and there's a lot of things you could talk about with it, but instead you get this awful story. Um, told, told incredibly lazily. So, oh, we also have Nicholas McCaig performing over the closing credits. He's just a he's a singer. It's not not a big deal. Um, I really thought, Matt. I really thought about just doing like three sentences to describe the entirety of the act, first act, and not breaking, yeah, right, not breaking down because it's so meaningless. But I thought, no, that would do a disservice to our listeners because they need to know how banal this first act is, how boring it is, how how in like. It, how meaningless it is. Are we back? Like this, Matt, this is a, like a literal thought matter. Like, are we back in season 13 again? Like, it certainly feels like that with the, the small sword fight and the other crap. This, and this end, like it feels endless inciting incident that doesn't get like, we don't, there's no, we just never, where's the story in this episode? Uh, to be fair, we never really get there. Um, it's Marge's birthday tomorrow. Lisa wakes up Homer with this reminder so that Homer can go get her a present. We find out Homer's already gotten her a present, gotten her a, a, a food processor. That's what it is. Essentially, a yes. A food yeah. processor. Uh, and he's going to get it Which, signed. honestly, that's better than what I would expect from Homer because it's obvious Marge enjoys cooking. We've gone over that in several episodes. So, for once, good job. That it does. It doesn't matter, Matt. See, that's the problem with this. Like, this is presented as like, oh, it's very important information. No. This oh, is, it's not important at all. No, no, no this is important. Um, and also, like, it's a, this weird this, the juxtaposition of like Homer like being thoughtful and being like in this case a good husband to Marge, and then being truly a reprehensible monster to Bart. Like it, it's like you can't say it any other way, and it's just weird. Like why there's no consistency in the writing because they don't care. This whole thing is that they don't care. Um, he's going to get the food processor signed by a Paula Paul, mm. uh, a, a television personality who we'll ne- we've never heard of and we'll never see, a, we'll never hear again. Um, I'm presumably like it's she's there just to fulfill this very limited role and then never be seen again. She's signing this. She's signing things at a Trader Joe's, which is uh, what Smuggler Jacks or something like that. Yes, Smuggler Jacks. Trader Joe's parody, even though it's not parodying Trader Joe's. There's no jokes here. It's just, this is just Trader Joe's. There's no joke. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing you, we don't even focus on it. It could be any other store. It's just a grocery store that has things. It could be any store. And there, like it, it could be any fancy grocery store, even though Trader Joe's is not fancy in it. Like, again, those are jokes you would make. You would write them about, like, what are the funny things about Trader Joe's? And the best they can do is, like, oh, we make a funny name and say they have lots of types of olives. And you're like, what? This is, it's not a joke. That's not a joke, guys. It's just saying things that are true. Um, you have to, like, set up a joke, punch lines, like, subvert, surprise your audience with, like, okay. This takes forever. 
this the, it is a surprisingly long first act for how little happens. And also, like this is the B plot, Matt. Smuggler Jax is the B plot of this episode <sighs> for no yeah. reason. Like, there's no story with it, I guess, except for Apu. It's so strange. Apu's hiding there, feels betrayed that people are shopping at grocery stores because no one's ever shopped at a grocery store instead of a convenience store. Is Apu? We've Springfield has grocery stores. We've seen the Simpsons shop there. I don't like it's just this it's everyone in on in any given scene you don't know why they're there you don't know why they're doing what they're doing they just are doing things um there is a sword fight with the little tiny uh, cocktail swords that they used to you used to skewer cheese with Homer and Apu have a long fight scene a minute long a minute long fight scene with little tiny plastic swords mm-hmm. for no reason um yeah. Marge, uh, so Homer gets his, this happens, no consequence to it, by the way. There's no, none of this means anything in the long run. Um, And then Homer goes to meet Paula Paul and gets the food processor signed. And and we set up, I guess, the next line in this endless inciting incident. (laughs) Would you sign this for my wife, Marge? She's a big fan and her birthday is tomorrow. Uh-huh. You know, while I was signing this for your wife, I just cooked up <gasps> a great idea. Oh. How would you like it if I called your wife live from my show tomorrow to wish her a happy birthday? You would do that? Oh, my God. This might be a Marge's birthday where I get sex. Ooh, an apron with a sonnet. Open mine, quick, before it suffocates. A bunny? Just like the one I had when I was a girl. How did you know? I saw this picture at Grandma's house. Then I hit the pet stores till I found one that looked just like it. Oh, Bart, you got me the fluffy pet I've never stopped thinking about. Now, last but not least, your present, homie. Oh, (laughs) wait one second, Marge. Before you open it, you're going to get a phone call that will make this your most awesome birthday ever. Well, we're still focused on me instead of watching golf, so that's pretty good. The only golf we'll watch is ladies' golf, and we're not watching that. Now in three, two, one. I repeat, one. You're welcome, Matt. I didn't pull the rest of that. Thank you. I was really hoping, like, oh, please, God, let him have stopped it and not my internet have dropped out. <sighs> uh, so Homer is, they, they're they waiting for this phone call from Paula Paul for Marge. They wait and they wait and they wait. Never comes. And then we realize that Marge has been given, uh, this is, uh, I guess, set up, sets this up. Cause we see, because we see Marge has been given a bunny by Bart. Bart gets a, Marge gets a bunny rabbit as a present. And, you know, that bunny rabbit actually comes into both plots because it chooses the telephone line. And then there's a whole thing about Bart being stuffed into it. Like, what even? There's It's in it's crazy to me. It's just crazy. Like, literally, when I first saw it, I was like, what? Like, we see Bart give Marge a bunny rabbit as a gift. And we're immediately like, what? I was immediately, what? What do you mean, Marge? Mm-hmm. They have a bunny now? Why? Why? And you're like, oh. And Marge is happy about it? Why? Um, she does not receive this phone call from Paula because this bunny rabbit has chewed through the phone cable. Um. 
I it's okay, Robbie. Take your time. I'm take like, your time. I feel Get this like, out later. I feel like I'm literally losing my mind, Matt. Like, I'm not going to have this out. Like, I literally am struggling. I'm like, wait a minute. Why? Like, it's still, like, you're just endlessly, like, why? Why is this here? Why is this matter? It doesn't. The bunnies chewed through the phone cable, and now Mars never received these phone calls. And then Lisa has the idea of, well, maybe uh, she left us voicemails. Ugh. And so we this is this is the entirety of the end of the first act. Hi, Marge. Paula Paul here, calling live from what's on Paula's windowsill. Ready to wish you a happy birthday. But since you're not home yet, we'll go to commercial and call you right back. Hi, Paula Paul, calling back from Arch Simpson. Kind of a big moment for you. A little surprised you're not picking up. Marge, this is just plain disrespectful. I bumped a segment to do this, and you're making me look like an ass. Screw you, Marge Simpson. Don't read my books and don't make my recipes. May my curse follow you beyond the grave. Check it out. It's on TV. They're booing you, Marge! An audience full of church groups and Marines! Marge! Go to hell, Marge! I think that's enough birthday fun. Boy, <laughs> you little! I'm gonna get! <sighs> no, Homer. You can't strangle a boy on his mother's birthday. Juries hate that. So instead, boy, I want you to... Get in that rabbit cage! No way, man. I'm a free-range kid. No back talk. In the cage. Now! Get in there. Okay. Thank you for that finally ending, Robbie. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, it has to end at some point, Matt. Uh, I I don't even know how to start with this. Like, every step along the way, I don't know. I'm just confused. I don't know... Why we're why we're seeing this, why it's happening, what the funny part is supposed to be, and how like and obviously logical consistency there is none. This is in all of it makes no sense. Like how did she leave voicemails if the phone cable was chewed through? Well, because the phone like, yeah like okay so the Simpsons have one phone one hardwired phone anymore. But the voicemail line was hooked up to a different phone, and it doesn't ring or anything like that. <sighs> See, like that's that's just one thing, man. Like that's you're just oh, wait no, a minute. No. And trust me, there's more because, as anyone who has ever worked in entertainment understands, that's not how this works. The the, the person on air does not call the person. A producer calls the person, puts them on hold, and then transfers them to the stage when they're ready for the call. So stuff like this doesn't happen. On top of that. I feel like Marge just getting a signed, uh, you know, food processor is great. Like, why wouldn't she at least be happy about that? And she, Marge is an intelligent person. She should realize, well, this is obviously not Homer's fault. The bunny chewed through the thing. This could happen to anybody. Why is Marge so sad at this? It, it, it doesn't. And why? Why did you just let a bunny loose? Like, like again. And why is it, also and, that bunnies are not free roam. You're not supposed to just let them wander through your house. Um. Especially a bunny you just got. 
like at least learn yeah. its habits. If you've had a bunny for a year or two and you have like a litter box for it and like a uh, a divider thing so it has an area to roam, sure. But a bunny you just got roaming free, that one is absolutely going to like crap all over your house it's and gonna, destroy everything. It's going to do something bad. But again, like there's all these logical inconsistencies like what well, that none of this makes sense. They just happen things happen and you now Marge is upset. But here's the problem, Matt. This isn't the plot. This is not the story of this episode. None of this Marge Bunny Paula Paul stuff matters. It is all inconsequential because all of this was to get Homer angry at Bart and start a feud between Bart and Homer. And this is taking almost half the episode. It's, it's half the episode. I mean, it feels like thirty minutes, man. It felt like I this first act felt like it was fifty five minutes long. It felt like three hours. Well, long. It felt like is, my eternity. We're felt still my, my not time. there. The only thing we've accomplished is getting uh, Homer mad at Bart. We haven't even gotten to like where that goes from there. We haven't even gotten to the graffiti part of the episode. And here, and okay, so, and this this is the worst thing in this episode is Homer puts Bart in a rabbit cage and locks him in. Also, that's a huge rabbit. Like that that is a big bunny rabbit. It's a giant rabbit, but it doesn't really matter. Any like this is inc- This is. Like and it's been a long time, Matt. To be fair, like jerk Homer and like in, insanely bad father, husband, human Homer hasn't really been a part of the show for a while. I'm very thankful for that. Of all the show's problems, that isn't one of them. This is deplorable behavior by human. And how do I reckon with this episode? Like the rest of this episode, when I just watched my beloved TV dad lock his son in a pet cage. This is stuff people go to prison for. Wow. And, and this is like, Oh, well, Bart gets upset. And, and like, you're like, I can't, I can't engage with this show because it is having like, you know, there's a million, you can have Homer take away Bart's video games, have Homer ground Bart right when there's about he's about to go to a concert or something he really wants to attend with a friend. He wants to go do something. Like there are ways to make Homer be like obviously mean, uh, a mean dad, and take out his anger, maybe even misplaced anger at Bart on at something, without making him a literal monster. Yeah, Homer refrains from strangling Bart. And then locks him in a rabbit cage. And it's like, are we supposed to engage with this as if these are people, right? As if they are humans. Because if we are, you have you just ended you you might as well just stop now. We're not even eight minutes into an episode and you've already failed. You cannot put this behavior in your episode. It it literally like I I feel like I have to explain this like a to a child. Like this is what the Simpsons writers are at this point. They're like children. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have the daddy. He's gonna put the son in a in a cage. And you're like, well, no, you can't do that in your story because we'll all hate Homer for the rest of the episode because we it happened. Like we don't forget yeah, that's what a, he did. A, the strangling thing. You had a whole episode how the strangling thing was bad. And okay, yeah, in this one you don't have to do it here. He does do it later while Bart's asleep of all things. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you people? It doesn't. We go to commercial, Matt. Seven minutes and 55 seconds. And don't worry. I captured most of this as clips because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so Bart is uh, – we come back. Bart is still in the cage. He's locked in. He's asleep, and he's like, oh, 
It's actually kind of comfortable in here on the wood chips. It's better than the, the terrible mattress you bought me, Homer. Homer is, of course, upset about this, so he tries to like pick up Bart and shake him out and eventually smashes his, Bart's fingers with his shoe to get him to let go of the rabbit cage. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> then uh, Bart wanders off, and Homer is like, oh, how could this be comfortable? Puts his head, just his head, because that's all that fit in a rabbit cage, inside and immediately falls asleep. What? <laughs> what? I, just... <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I don't know. I don't know. From here, somehow we get to uh, Bart wanting to take revenge because obviously Homer has horrifically mistreated him. But the way he goes about it is strange. There. Finished. Awesome revenge. Cutting your dad's face out of a piece of cardboard. No, you dweeb. It's a stencil. I'm going to take Homer's ugly face and spread it all over town. Can I come? Every vandalism spree needs an obnoxious laugher. <laughs> You're in. That's it. So now Bart has decided to make a stencil uh, very much in the vein of Shepard Fairey's Under the Giant Obey uh, design. And he and Milhouse, we have a huge montage of them uh, stenciling this all over town, all over the schools, all over every building in downtown, all around the cops who are in an anti-graffiti van and completely ignore it. Uh, but it is it is absolutely all over. And Homer sees it the next morning and says, huh, well, that's interesting and has no idea that it's him. Which, okay, artistic license. I get, Homer's kind of dumb. Matt, Matt, I Matt, get it. I have a, I, before we get any further. Okay. Why does Bart choose to do this? This Why does he choose this particular method of revenge? Oh, we have no idea, Robbie. Oh. It's, but this is, this is an episode about, like, about street art and graffiti and rebellion and anger or... No? No? Robbie, why would you think we would know that? <laughs> It's The Simpsons, <laughs> season 23, all right? This this is because they wanted to do an episode about graffiti, and they figured, oh, well, Bart's done graffiti before. What do we make it about? Well, Homer makes him mad, so he puts Homer's face everywhere. Okay, and? Well, that's as far as we got. Oh, okay. I mean, like, couldn't you have us see that where Bart starts, like, he's angry because he's he's been treated this way. So he goes out with his, like, he uh, yes, you're right, he's El Barto, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts going like starts spray maybe he starts tagging El Barto somewhere and then he goes uh, and then he gets inspired he's like he's angry at Homer so he does something with Homer's face and then we see the birth of this design we see and we and, and we see its its evolution like oh it starts out with just a weird Homer face and then it gets different and different and different and eventually it's something artistic and Bart realizes that hey this is cool but instead I cannot say this either Matt this is this is the thing I actually want to say the most about this episode. There is no conflict in it. There is no sandpaper. There is no one... Like, we see people not like things and do things, but they never come in, like, direct conflict with each other. There's never... We never get, like, oh, a character wants a thing, and then something is in their way. How do they get it? They don't worry about it. It just happens. Like, it is literally... Like the very basics of writing for a narrative is you have a character, they want something, there's an obstacle. How do they get around the obstacle? And obviously, that's like the basics of all storytelling. How and it, they just don't do it. They just go, oh yeah, Bart's a talented graffiti artist now. He just is. We don't see him learn or grow. You could spend the first eight minutes of this episode doing that instead of watching. We could instead of Paula Paul and Smuggler Jacks and tra- and and bunnies. Instead, instead we get Bart just immediately 
has this idea. And you're like, well, if he hasn't earned any of this, none of this means anything to us. You just say it does. It's, uh-huh. It is utterly and because baffling. they say it, we have to believe it. That's, that's where we're at. <sighs> Boy. I know, I know. So Homer doesn't realize it's him, uh, but then we get a nice news report on what's going on. And once again, Homer is completely oblivious despite them dropping massive clues all around them. That, yeah. Tag, we're it. Springfield has been hit hard by a mysterious graffiti artist and his iconic calling card, which we have dubbed Mr. Fatso. Heard about this thing, boy? No, no, I'm too concerned with unemployment. Hmm, sounds like a lie, but what could he be covering up? Homie, have you seen our stencil budget for this month? Not now, Marge. Chief, any leads on this Vandal Van Gogh? I don't traffic in wordplay, Kent. But I do have a message for Mr. Prank Lloyd Wright. Oh, that's architecture, not painting, Chief. They're all artists, Lou. Why don't you open your eyes? Now, as for Mr. Prank Gary, you may have thumbed your nose at the police and made yourself into a combination of Robin Hood, Luke Skywalker, and, well, every rapper ever. But unless you prove that this wasn't just a one-time spree and take your controversial art form to the next level, I am not impressed. Hmm. Boy, you like this necklace I just bought? Pretty dope, don't you think? Oh. <sighs> So, yes, uh, that was completely pointless to the plot, uh, or maybe, I guess it it inspires Bart to do more of this, but... Matt, again, you would think, oh, there's conflict. We, like, they have, like, these hints, like, they're afraid of, like, or maybe they're just not capable of it. I don't know. Maybe. We we see Quimby and like we see the anti graffiti van. We see this 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 kind of thing where they talk around the idea of like oh no we have to stop this graffiti. But there's never any close calls. Bart is never concerned with it. So why it unless you present it as a problem, it's not a problem. It is just things happening. And and it, like you would think, and obviously they don't care about because this isn't the con the quote-unquote conflict in this episode is homer and bart homer being upset eventually very eventually that his face is everywhere but you if there if is this a pro like the cops never get in the way of bart and bart doing his work like they're around the edges strangely enough but we never like they never talk about, oh, the police are closing in. Oh, no, Quimby's tightening the noose. Bart never even mentions, oh, I need to worry about the police catching me. It's so odd. I don't understand. It feels, again, like an AI wrote this. It feels like an alien wrote this. Like, they just don't understand well, yeah, it feels like it, feels, it does feel like a large language model because it feels like they are trying to hit certain points, but they don't understand the connective tissue. It, it, I, I, I get, I'm so flames <laughs> on the side of my face. All right. Anyway, well, let's move on to something that's even more inexplicable. Mm. The, uh, what was it? Smuggler Joe's smuggler uh, Jacks. Smuggler Jacks. The, uh, sw- Swapper Jacks. Swapper, Swapper Jacks. Jacks. Excuse me. Swapper <sighs> Jacks. So yeah, we're, we're, we're going straight to that. It's, it's a thing. So how do you like working at Swapper Jacks? Hey, after biting off a man's nose in a prison race war, selling pre-cooked pad thai to soccer moms is pretty darn sweet. Here I'm not jailbird, I'm just bird. This is us, stick them up! 
Because I have a gun, you must pick them up now. Yes, it is loaded with bullets that you put in my chest. Now empty the cash drawer. Come on. Right, chill, bro. Just chill out. I will chill you right between your damn eyes. For once, the Indian has been outsourced. <laughs> Just give me the peace. No. You've got a family, dude. No. Or were you lying when you begged for your life? Oh, oh sweet Vishnu, the destroyer. What have I done? Dude, it's okay. The jails, they don't have room for us now. Wiggum just makes you do book reports for Ralph, but you have to make him so it looks like he's done it. That's, that's kind of the hard part. Where's this 2006 Beaujolais that's putting me out of business? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a white wine and, and a Swiss cheese and a, a peanut butter and a potato chip and toilet paper? <laughs> what? I know there's no real answer to this, but why? What What does this add to the see, episode? See... This be, this is technically the B plot of this, Matt. Is Pooh being put out of business by a grocery store? Okay. Um, this is honestly this is my theory. Okay, Matt. Okay, I don't. You're never gonna get a real answer. So this is my best guess. Is they lined up all the graffiti guys, all the people from Exit Through the Gift Shop, and then. Here's hear me out. They went, oh, you know, it'd be funny title for our episode would be exit through the quickie mart. And then but then they come over like, well, if the story's about bar and doing like doing a homework and then they they came up, probably came up with these ideas at the same time. Like, oh, we want to call it exit through the quickie mart. And it's about home like Bart making uh, Homer stencils that look like the obey Andre the Giant thing. I guarantee you those were the first ideas they thought of. And they're like, well, wait a minute. How can we call it Exit Through the Quickie Mart? And they're like, oh, well, throw in uh, some other plot about a poo um, dealing with some company or something. Hey, Robbie, I'm just going to spit something out here in the 30 seconds that I've been thinking about this. What if the Quickie Mart is where Bart's art shows up? The only place it shows up. That way it's, it's central to the plot. Like, oh, everyone shows up every day to see the new graffiti that happens to show up on the Quickie Mart. I, I, no one's quite sure how he does it. I mean, to be fair, I don't. Think it, you could call it exit through the quickie mart. It doesn't matter. Like it does. You don't. They have no. They don't care if they adhere to some like t- code with their titles. Titles gonna. They don't. That's they ba- sure. barely apply anymore. You don't need this a poop plot. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's vaguely offensive. Um, but it. But it's also like meaningless because again, there is no true. Like we, it gets what three scenes in this entire episode. Three. Maybe yes. I'm about there's to, the setup. I'm about, there's I'm, this one, and then it's the resolution. I'm about to play you the last one in the in the next act. So like, there's just nothing. There's there's nothing. It's literally just this this window dressing. And Mo's here robbing things too. And I guess okay. no one cares that there's just people waving guns around, and we don't do anything about nope. that. It's America. It's just a thing. So moving on <laughs> from Swapper Jacks, uh, we get another montage. Uh, uh, I believe this is the part where Lisa catches. Uh, you know, uh, Bart Milhouse doing this, and it, it's very obvious it's them from day one. So uh, Lisa blackmails them into including meat is murder and fur is murder and stuff like that as part of their message. So we get a, another very long uh, montage of Bart and Milhouse putting up more of the um, dope uh, to, to I don't know stencils. That's the word. Sorry, dope stencils all over the place, and then occasionally adding you know uh, animal rights stuff. Uh, but then, then, as they're finishing up for the night, weird adult men approach them, and they run away. Correctly. 
you're a child and weird adult men you don't know approach you, just run away. Uh, but unfortunately, Milhouse mistakes a can of uh, the blue spray paint for his inhaler. It tries to inhale it and then falls over. Uh, Bart is attempting to get him to drink paint thinner. Again, don't do that. That's supposed to be a joke, but it's just terrifying. Uh, when they are caught by the adult men and we go to a commercial. And I assume that this is supposed to be like the threat of like more police action, but they don't ever say anything about it or talk about it or any allusion to it. So maybe not. They are just random men. Uh, But we come back for commercial at 13 minutes and 34, no, 41 seconds, excuse me. And we meet the street artists, the Shepherd Fairy, etc. And Bart talks to them a bit. So, you're the two punks who've been tagging the town. Congratulations. Huh? We're street artists. Take that, Ronald Reagan. Even in death, you're not safe for me. Is that graffiti? Or are you opening up a mommy and me? That's it. You just got yourself a place on the wall, kid. No! I've been satirized! Who are you guys? Kenny Sharp, Robbie Canal. I'm Shepard Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that name again? Shepherd Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy who created the Obama Hope poster and the Obey stickers. Man, you're the talkiest bullies I ever met. We're not bullies. We're artists, and so are you. Urban vandalism is now the hottest art form there is. Hey, I got an F in art, mainly so it would say fart on my report card. Bart, we would love to set up a gallery show for your street art. Well, if it's in a gallery, how is it street art? Bart, street art is not about questioning authority. Well, I'll have to discuss it with my partner. Bart, say yes! At the opening, I could wear a sports jacket with a t-shirt and jeans. First, I'm not sure you have the shoulders for it. And second, maybe we push this far enough. <laughs> I put you in a rabbit cage. I poked your flab back in, square by square. <clears throat> Count me in. So, now Bart's a street artist, rather than just a graffiti -er. I guess so, Matt. Uh, and this is more like, well, oh, Bart is just doing this because he's driven by anger about Homer's terrible, deplorable, torturous treatment of him. Okay. Is that what this episode's about? Because we're... Good question. We're like 15... Will we ever find out? Who knows? We're 15 minutes in this episode, and I'm still not sure, like, what the hook is. What's... What are we... What are we supposed to care about? What is at stake? Is... Is it Homer and Bart's relationship? Homer put Bart in a cage, so to me, there is no relationship. (laughs) There's yeah. not, that's clearly, that's something you do to someone you hate, uh, not to your son that you love, uh, even if you're angry at them at the, at the time. Like, there's certain things you just, if you love someone, you don't do things like that to them. Um, and barely, the, and we hear, like, the cop, again, this is another thing where, you, like, we hear cop sirens. So, they're there to break this up? How do they know about it? Like, we never see any... That, again, we never see anything else about it, so you're just like wondering, like, is that a is that a worry, or is it just like there? Because there's never enough time spent on any one thing. You never understand where the where where are we? What are we supposed to be worried about? What what's at stake? Um, mm-hmm. Those guys are terrible actors, by the way. Uh, the street artists, um, yeah, they're not very good. And in an episode that's already not very good. 
it does not help things at all. Um, it feels like there's ways to protect, like you don't need all of them. That's the other thing. Like it feels very much like what, what just make this shepherd fairy. You don't need all those other guys. Like I, it feels like, Oh, we can get them all. So we got them all. You're like, why? Who cares? Like what? It, like, again, this is one of those things like, Oh, we're just showing off. Like, and this is the other thing Matt, that I really want to focus on. I feel like, and this should have been, and like they hint at this stuff. And it feels like it's a way more interesting episode to me if that was about this. And I and like through the exit through the gift shop alludes to this somewhat, but I feel like someone outside of that sphere of people could do a better job at mocking it is that these dudes are dorks. They are not like rebellious, anti-authoritarian, like they're they're nerds and this is not like cool. Oh man, they're like, oh, they're gonna get arrested. They're in danger. Like, like, and maybe it's just because the Simpsons writers wrote their lines. They sound so dorky, but, and it like being in the Simpsons in season 23 is the most corporate thing you could do. Like it is so, it, it like, it feels like they're sellouts, right? It feels like that thing where they're like, Oh, look how cool we are. We're in the Simpsons. Like, This is so uncool. And I think that's another, like, that's largely what like, the a large problem with this is, is like, is this supposed to, is this about this art being cool or rebellious? Like they have, like, it's this weird juxtaposition, Matt, where I have this cognitive dissonance in my mind where like, oh yeah, being a street artist, being graffiti artist and tagging buildings you're not supposed to and making, you know, that kind of stuff. It's illegal. Most, most of the time it's illegal um, and done by people who don't have access to normal art supplies and, it has taken like, and you have this like weird, like sphere, like this weird, weird, weird. I don't know, like mood cloud of like things where people like either hate it or think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Th- this is not cool. This is very uncool, and it makes every all of them talking about, oh yeah, take that Reagan and things like that. You're like, gross. This is gross. I don't know what it feel like. I whatever the, I'm supposed to feel feel about it. I don't think I do. I don't know what's going on. I don't feel. Like, I don't feel like I feel the right things for this. I don't know what I'm. Yeah, that's like the entire time you're just like, what is what's go, what is going on? Um. So that's the beginning of Act Three. And this is the end of Act Three, uh, which I have titled this clip "Utterly Lazy Storytelling." Apu, it is a miracle. What now? Swapper Jack is reuniting Led Zeppelin in aisle six? Swapper Jack's is closing! No, do not give me false hope. Like the time they said it was only sextuplets. It is true! Every successful corporation harbors a terrible secret. Theirs is that what they sell as chicken is actually monkey. But the drumsticks? Stunted monkey tails! And the chicken pot pie? Monkey pot pie! But how about the rotisserie chicken? Monkey, monkey, monkey! They scoop them up off the streets of Brazil! So, we have one. Finally, I am lucky at something. You were lucky at law. Yeah, sure, baby. Hey, Bart, check this out. Look at me, I'm Mr. Fatso. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's so preposterous. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, we've hit the big time. I carumba? Not so loud. If my dad hears about the show, he might realize Mr. Fatso is him. What the... You idiot, Mr. Fatso is you! What? No, it can't be! That's right, numbskull. Your son's made a fool of you in front of the whole town. Shut up! 
I'll fix you! Well, I'll fix you! Go drive a car! Yes, master. Here, car. Here, boy. Dear God, this is so bad. This is... Like, I obviously hate the idea of Homer putting Bart in a cage as, like, part of character or story development or whatever in an episode. Uh-huh. This scene, these two scenes, back-to-back, are everything wrong with this episode. Everything wrong. It is, this is incredibly lazy storytelling. Like, theoretically, the, B, the we have B, the B-plot where we see a poo closing up the Quickie Mart. Yeah, Swapper Jacks has just absolutely devastated his income. I'm like, a convenience store and a grocery store don't serve the same market. See, There's some overlap, but... Matt, Matt, like, and this is a thing, like, as a person who regularly goes to both convenience stores and to Trader Joe's, uh, Trader Joe's does has, has garbage energy drinks, all right? They have they, do they only not have, have the natural healthy ones, Robbie. Of course, they're none of them. See, that's a lie. All of the, all energy drinks say they're natural and healthy. None of them are. Uh, I don't drink them for that. Um, and two, like, there's no like they sell alcohol at Trader Joe's, but it's all like wine and like f- fancier beers. I, what if I want a twenty four pack of Bud Light? You go to the convenience store. You want Duff or Duff Dry or Duff Light or you go to Quickie Mart for that stuff. You want a hot dog off a hot dog roller that costs $2? You go to the Quickie Mart. See, the, You want a 64-ounce fountain soda? You go to the Quickie Mart. You go to the Quickie Mart. Um, so, like, at a service level, you're just you're, – you're just, anyone with a brain who has shopped at those places dismisses it immediately. But also, we never see any of this. We see Apu be angry at the very first scene with Homer, and then he comes back robbing the Trader Joe's analog, and then he's closing up shop, like, nailing boards over windows before Manjula says, oh, there's a monkey meat in everything. And this is, like, the laziest, like, oh, we need to wrap this up. Uh, Manjula comes in and just says it's over. Like, well, do we not see Apu, like, go through any struggle? Does he not... Like, you would see, like, they wrote, like, a bunch of scenes that are completely disconnected from each other. And you're like, there should be, like, four or five scenes in between these other scenes <laughs> to demonstrate Apu's descent into madness and then and hopelessness and then him trying to do something. You know, you would actively make it so that Apu realizes Apu is the one. Apu breaks into the, into the Trader Joe's, into the Swapper Jacks, excuse me. And here, I'm writing the scene right now, Matt. Apu breaks in. And he's doing it for an ill, ill something bad, ne'er do, a ne'er-do-well, something like he's going to burn it down, he's going to steal something. And then he realizes, he, he finds the boxes in the back that say monkey meat on them, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Something obvious and stupid. And because of his work, he spreads the word and gets them put out of business, and his business comes back in full force. That's uh, active. That you went That's active. a whole arc that has given, that has given Apu agency in what happens to him. this is again this is creative writing 101 you give your protagonists you make them active they do things unless you happen to cast harrison ford uh as indiana jones 
Because <laughs> you're not, you have like you can get away with it if your your character is incredibly in- interesting and charismatic and willful and 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 full of character. You can get away with them not actually meaning being very meaningful towards the story, which is what Indiana Jones is largely. But in most cases, you want your protagonist to be active and working towards a goal. Um, it makes more for more engaging narrative. Uh, people don't like characters that like. Most people, yes, they just kind of sit around um, and live their life and kind of live it in peace. They don't, they're not like work, they're not doing like crazy stuff all the time every day, but they're not characters in the stories. So this just ends that this quote unquote B plot in three scenes. It doesn't need to be there. You cut the, you cut it all entirely. That here, Robbie, chink, you don't think about any of this. You cut it all. There's no smuggler jacks. This is about Bart and street art. Why does it? Why is there a smuggler? Smuggler. Sm, I keep saying smuggler. Swapper. Know, swapper, swapper Jack. Jack. Smuggler Jack's a better name, honestly, Matt. See, that's a, like it's trader smuggler. If you, see, that's the other thing. You make it a kind of insidious name. If you want them to be the villains, you make them smuggler Jack instead of swapper Jack. Whatever. I, and I didn't even like. I barely even thought about that. Um, the, this the, this other thing is actually, and this is the real problem, Matt. Where this is theoretically about Homer and Bart and their relationship. This like that's what the episode is trying to tell me because that's what this episode ends on is like Homer and Bart like trying to reconcile. Um, Homer still doesn't know, and Bart doesn't want him to know. And I don't know why Bart doesn't want Homer to know. Why doesn't he hate him? Why, doesn't he want to rub it in Homer's face? You'd think, but I, I maybe we can have a scene where Bart worries about getting in trouble. But at this point, I don't think Bart cares about that, so it would be disingenuous. There's multiple scenes where the cops are around, and, Homer, and Bart doesn't care. Bart doesn't even talk about the cops one time in this entire episode. Is he worried about Homer turning him in? Like, that's something, but they don't say that. We never, we don't know. And, and so you want to build tension of, like, Homer finding out the secret and never finding it out or finding it out through some sort of coincidences or whatever, but they don't build towards it. They just have this scene. They have two scenes where they're on the couch together and Bart's like, Oh no, I hope he doesn't find out. And then this scene where Homer literally is just standing behind Bart as he says those words out loud. And then Homer, instead of having a confrontation here, Homer, like, short circuits or something? What happens? Matt, could you tell me? Literally spell it out for me. Like I, a- Homer, Homer has one of those classic arguments with his brain, except it's hilariously stupid. I- Hilarious with sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> Slash S. Um, I, I, like, it's, I literally don't understand, like, because they, we literally start the next act with them having a confrontation about it and Homer being angry. Why does that happen there instead of here? Because Homer's brain short circuits? What is going on? We go to our final commercial, 16 minutes and 44 seconds. When we come back, be ready for this to wrap up quick, because it it is in and out. We are quickly done. I captured most of this act, so don't worry. You'll get to hear most of it. So Bart has a nightmare uh, where he's at his gallery open, and all of a sudden his head starts to inflate. He realizes it's a dream. Oh, all I have to do is wake up. But he wakes up to Homer strangling him in his sleep. Whose idea was that? <laughs> you know what we? You know we have to really sell Homer being really sad that his face has been plastered all over town, calling himself calling him a dope. Um, so we're gonna have him strangle his son while he's sleeping. Uh huh. 
that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Where was wrong with you? And then he just stops because he realizes, oh, I shouldn't kill my child, I guess. He's sad, like, man. He's sad. Shouldn't we feel bad for Homer? He's sad. Oh, no. I, 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 I literally behaved like a sadistic sociopath. I'm sad now because uh-huh. me people are mean. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so we go to the gallery show and we find out that, oh, Bart feels bad about this. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, because Bart is milling around and they Marge asks Bart, hey, why uh, your, your dad's not here? And Bart says, well, you know, I, I don't know why I should probably go find him. And Marge says, oh, yeah, he probably wouldn't like it. And then you look around, it, the camera pans out or zooms out. And you see that all of the stuff is just weird caricatures of Homer. I mean, one of them, he's, he's a horse's ass. So obviously he wouldn't like that one. But most of them are just like, okay, like none of this stuff, it's it's representations of Homer, but none of it's really that bad. We're not going to get to the stupid part, though. This is the reconciliation. Are you ready for it, Robbie? Yep. Pay attention because it goes fast. I'm ready. Come on, Dad. You made me mad, so I got back at you. How was I to know parents had feelings? Well, we do. I want to show you I understand how you feel. And they say a picture's worth a thousand words. You just ruined my car. Correction, it's worth ten times as much. Five hundred dollars? Woohoo! Thanks, boy. You're welcome. And from now on, Dad, if anyone laughs at you, they've got to go through me. Really? Anyone? What about the Hulk riding a rhinoceros? Would you stop him from laughing? Wait, is the Hulk laughing or the rhinoceros? Both, but the rhinoceros doesn't know why. He's just trying to fit in. Dad, it's getting cold out here. Yeah, that's that's the when everyone makes up. Now Homer and Bart are cool. I I did did you feel anything with that, Robbie? Did I, that, that I felt feel rage, real Matt. To you? Can I feel rage? Is that a is that acceptable <laughs> yes, that answer? That is a valid option. In this okay, case. good, because that's what I did. I mean, it gets worse, Matt, at the end of this episode, but it's just. It happens so quickly and with no, like, and no one explains their feelings, say why they were mad, why this particular conflict caused them extra rage. And Bart is a 10-year-old boy. Like, he's not supposed to be apologizing to his father after his father abused him. Because that's literally what we're watching. And it isn't, it, 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 again, it, are they doing this on per like you're just left with questions like that are greater than this episode, like bigger questions than this episode ever concerned itself with. Like, do the creators know that? Like, did they realize what they were doing or, and like they, is it, so is it like, I, you would think they would realize it. Cause I assume someone watched this before it went out. Um, but, uh, I don't know, Robbie. That, <laughs> so they read, sure I know that. they do table reads and stuff. Did no one go, Oh, Homer's, shoving Bart into a rabbit cage and holding him there for hours. Because hours go by that. Homer strangling his son as he sleeps. And Bart is the one who apologizes. Mm-hmm. What? What? Yep. Okay. All right. So, as Robbie puts in our notes, I hate this. Me too, Robbie. Me too. Uh, but then we go back to the gallery where Bart and Homer are now cool, and we get the denouement. Uh, I just... Ugh. As a graffiti artist, there's so many people to thank. People who build walls nighttime for being dark. Hold it right there, Gray Candy Warhol. 
Bart Simpson, you're under arrest for tagging the town. This overdue earthquake that taught us all a new way of seeing was actually a police department sting. It was? Yeah. You think people would be stupid enough to pay for something some amateur put on a wall for nothing? Wait, Chief. I must know. Who tipped you off? I probably shouldn't tell you this, but uh, it was our undercover officer, Shepard Ferry. You're an undercover cop? Hey, don't be so surprised. I spent 20 years putting up posters that said, Obey. What gives, Daddy-O? I thought you were the dean of the underground scene. I'm not in the business of helping out posers anymore. Now I just sell stuff to them. Wait, wait, wait. He's just a boy. Do you have to put him in jail? Well, we've got to teach him a lesson somehow. Hmm. Chief, I believe I have the answer in the back of my car. So a couple things. One, the answer is putting Bart back in the rabbit cage uh, where he signs autographs. I just... Also, I cut out a scene in there where Mr. Burns has apparently bought $3 million worth of Bart's art from some guy who just set up a table and won't give him his money back. It's one of the artists. Uh-huh. It's, it's one of the street artists, guys. Oh, okay, okay. So one of the street artists sells him someone else's art just by setting up a table and then I will mean, not it, give him it's money. Taking, taking money from Mr. Burns, and who cares? Uh, no one cares. It's just it's dumb. Don't, Matt, uh, Matt, 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 Matt. This is the problem. You have this. This is your issue oh, with this. No, 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 no. That's not an issue. That's the least dumb thing in the episode. But I'm just saying, whatever. No, actually, that is the least dumb thing in the episode. So you know what's dumber? Abe Simpson in hippie garb asking Shepard Ferry why he's authoritarian. Where did that even come from? Did I miss something? No, Matt. You didn't miss anything. They just this episode has no identity. It doesn't know what. It, again, they didn't take time to shape this into anything. It is just a. It is literally someone taking a bucket of paint and throwing it at a wall and then calling it a day. There's nothing else. If you want to, we'll just use that painting metaphor all the way to the end. There's nothing here. And then Bart is in a rabbit cage at the end of it, signing autographs. Why? Why? What is happening? Mm-hmm. My literally, like, I my last notes. What is happening? Bart escapes. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. How does he escape? He's not an escape artist. He's a street artist. Those are not the same things. Mm-hmm. Do we mm-hmm. not care, Matt? We do not care because it's obvious the writers do not care. We'll rank this at the end of the show. Matt, go ahead and ask me. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I mean, obviously, yes. Uh, of course. Of course it's broken. The it, Matt, I have I have a killer idea for this episode. That's that's what really bothers me, is that there's and this is not some like oh this is the only way this could go. There's a myriad of things you could do with this, but I feel like it is the one that is closest to what they wanted this to be. At least my very vague interpretation of what they wanted this to be. Um, one, you cut the first eight minutes of this episode. <laughs> There's no bunny. There's no Paula Paul. There's no Swapper Jacks. You literally have Bart. Bart gets caught tagging a building just as El Barto and Homer punishes him for doing it. Right. Maybe rightfully so. But then right. And Bart and Homer takes away all his art, like all his all his spray paint, all that stuff. And Bart is upset. And so he starts doing the Homer tag. He starts doing the Homer, the stencil and all that stuff. 
Uh, maybe he's inspired by Shepard Fairey. If you want to have Shepard Fairey in, in this episode, maybe he sees Shepard Fairey on the news or in a book, and he goes, oh, on the internet, probably, is even a better place. And he goes, oh, I, that's, he sees the work Shepard Fairey does, and he goes, oh, I can do that, and does Homer as a dope, and uh, sneaks out at night and steals more spray paint and starts doing that. Um you have him do that. It gets famous. It gets publicity. You you dial up the fact that the police are trying to stop him. Every every time Bart is out tagging, you don't make a sexy montage out of it. You make a dangerous montage out of it. You he's have about to get caught every time. Right. You have the police always closing in, and Bart like climbs buildings. Like I fo- I have followed literal street artists on social media. They are constantly being harassed by cops, constantly being stopped, and they are often. They sometimes they get arrested, sometimes they escape. Um, they're always trying to. They're always doing it. It's never. There's. It's never safe, and you want the, it to feel like it's not safe. You want it to represent that kind of feeling of danger. And I would not have Homer like not realize it's him. You should have Homer realize it's him immediately because it's. It's this ruse that he doesn't know is the stupidest thing in the world, and it takes so so much time in this episode. Bart, Homer should realize immediately, but my thought was you twist it where Homer starts getting famous from it, where people want to take pictures with him. They're like, oh, it's the dope guy. like, And they want to they take pictures with Homer, like, and Homer starts enjoying it when it was supposed to be uh, Bart getting back at Homer. And now Homer's like getting fame from it. And Bart is feels like he has conflicted feelings because he can't get caught. He doesn't want to be caught by the police, but he wants to be famous. And then this is when you bring in Shepard Fairey and he's like, well, yeah, this is the, and you, this is when you could start making it about the idea of like selling out. And like, they dance around this topic of like, Oh, we're going to like sell this street art for millions of dollars. And you have this scene, with Mr. Burns, like that's a scene from, a different episode where birds does spend all that money on street art when it's technically, you know, they gave it away for free and just put it on buildings and in, in the, in the wild. Uh, you could have birds buy the buildings. You could like, that's a, there you go, Matt. That's a joke that they could put in the episode. Well, Burns goes, Oh, I really like that. I'd, I'm going to buy it. And they're like the, the art. No, the building that, literally mm-hmm. a joke. That's literally a joke. Takes up 10 seconds. Um, and you could run in and Shepard Fairey could hunt down Bart and they could talk about like, you know, the, the conflicted feelings of um, being an artist and also being wanted by the police effectively for doing your art and trying to put stuff in a gallery. And maybe you end it with Bart selling out and stopping doing street art. Now he's just making proper fine art and opening a gallery and it's suddenly not cool anymore. And so no one wants it. That's my like, if you want to tie all that in, I don't know. It's too. The, th- the thing is, like, having it be a Bart Homer and Bart in an art, like, why not, like, here, I even have a title, Matt, Bart, but capital B, parentheses, art, in parentheses. Ooh. Bart. Dang, Robbie, you spent more time thinking that up than they did. I don't know, Matt. That That's my, that's my quick thought process. How you end it, I don't really know, but you, again, you don't have to... We workshop, like, I, I've spit all that out in, what, five minutes? Less than five minutes? You, oh yeah, you, you spend like days on it, hours and hours of thinking it out and puzzling it out and going, "Oh, what makes sense? What what hits our themes best? 
Like, what do we want this episode to be about? Do we want it to be about Bart and Art? Do we want it to be about Bart and Homer's relationship? And in Homer, maybe Homer in in my version, you have Homer realize, oh, it is, or know that it's Bart, or he realizes it's Bart doing this, and he doesn't turn Bart in because he he Bart Homer has recognized the value of art in this new art in Bart's life. Feels like a way you can wave those things in together is that way. That's me spitballing. You would need some way for Homer to no longer be famous. Maybe someone declares Bart's art passe, but Bart, now Bart does it just I mean, for the joy of being that's, an artist. That's the thing, Matt. That's how you tie it in. I think you just make it. Well, Bart goes straight. He tries to make his art real. I think after that close call, he probably has a close call, doesn't get arrested. Homer has the opportunity to turn him in, doesn't. And, then, and, and Homer, now being supportive, says, well, why don't we just try and get you... Like, and probably with Lisa, you have Lisa there to be the smart person and say, oh, Bart could just get, go into a gallery, right? And he could just sell his art there. And as soon as it hits a gallery, it stops being cool, right? It stops being that rebellious, interesting thing that's on the there sides of buildings. And then Homer, it's not famous anymore. And it gets, you see someone like literally in the episode, you watch someone it get painted over by somebody, probably Shepard Fairey. Shepard Fairey smiles at the camera and paints over something with it space something like probably another simpsons related fun tag that he came up with himself or here's an idea don't have shepherd fairy play himself have him play another street artist that's famous just like the real shepherd fairy but don't call him shepherd fairy but then matt how do you say you have a celebrity episode playing themselves i don't get it like isn't there thank god oh um, all these ideas we just came up with are infinitely better. They like again, I could write a better episode than this in a day. Give me one working day, no distractions, nothing else I need to do. I could write a better episode than this because this is meaningless. It's empty. Mm-hmm. Matt, did you laugh at anything in this, Matt? Ooh, did I laugh at anything in this? I don't think so. I can't think of anything. I genuinely, I'll say that I can tell you a thing I somewhat enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed Snake. Uh, having small talk as a cashier at Swapper Jacks. I did enjoy that. And how is his name's on our snake uh, or jailbird? It's just bird. I was like, it, oh, that's right. He used it, to be called jailbird. And him talking about how he uh, has to write papers for Ralph and the trick. And the real trick is you have to make it sound like it's in Ralph's voice. Like, that's fun. That's a fun little thing. It didn't make me laugh, but it's about the most clever thing in this episode. It made me smile. It did not make me laugh. You're right. And I was like, oh, I don't like anything about this stupid Swapper Jacks plot, but I, I kind of smiled at that. Yes. Um, that's this episode, guys. Um, we will move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments News Group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show to leave their thoughts for an episode. Support us at any level and you can leave your review. First from Tim, if one were looking for a definition of a replacement level Simpsons episode, exit through the quickie mart would work pretty well. Had an inciting incident, something of a plot featuring a resolution, Homer acting like an idiot, nothing cringeworthy, some guest stars that did what was asked of them and nothing more. It's a replacement level episode. There's almost nothing memorable here, which is good in the sense that nothing in the particular was in particular was offensive. But that's about it. Number three five, not canon. It could be fixed if the writers realized that people watch the Simpsons to be entertained. Not bored to death. P.S. I thought Marge's birthday was October 1st. Same as Randy Quaid. Not March 19th. I don't... They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about any of this. They just say, oh, it is. This is... We had an idea, so we're going to use it at this point. Anything that slows them down for even a moment, they don't do it. Look up information in the past about what Marge's birthday is. Why would you do that? Uh, From Derek... 
Sorry, let me just rub my eyes and have a wee stretch here before I type my review. Could have sworn I watched this at 6 this morning, but my iPad says it's nearly half 8 at night. A glitch? Let's see, I was watching this episode, I opened my eyes, and suddenly it's hours later. They should really package this area of The Simpsons and sell them in pharmacies. They make a killing at over-the-counter sleep medication. Why is it so boring? So very, very boring. Maybe that's why they turn out how they do, because nobody can actually sit through them to point out the otherwise glaring issues. Everyone's just conked out on their desks. I thought this would be an Apu episode. Maybe I was sleeping, but I didn't see him. Three measly scenes. It's like the Apu edition of Where's Waldo. Pointless, and yet they put Quickie Mart in the title. What else is here? Lame guest stars here, only to be fawned over, just like good old days. Another Simpsons is an instant savant at whatever relates to our guest of the week, and whenever we mention again, Maximum Yawns, I couldn't be bothered. I'm off. Mm. I thought about that. Just saying, I can't be bothered with this. That's our episode this week, man. It's just us going, no thank you. See you next week. From Dara, I just finished watching this episode. Normally I review it while it's fresh in my mind. So let's see what I remember. Trader Joe's ripoff threatens the Quickie Mart. Oh, okay, it's an Apu episode. Oh, wait, a celebrity causes Marge to be sad on her birthday. It's a revenge episode. Oh, wait, Homer put Bart in a cage. It's a Bart becoming a street artist episode, right? Oh, but Bart is in trouble for it. Is Marge still sad? Did Apu improve his store? Did anything resolve in the end? I don't think it did, but I honestly can't remember. I cannot fathom watching this episode again. 13th best episode of season 23. Really starting to wonder if that cruise episode this season would be really good or so just amazing compared to this trash. Can't wait to discuss stress incontinence next week. What? What, Matt? Stress incontinence? Is that what our next episode is? Matt's left us, guys. Sorry. Uh, so, oh, no. Oh, that sounds horrible. Please, no. And I came up with a better title. Uh, it, not Bart with a art. It'd be Street Bartist. Street Bartist. Ooh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, maybe Bart's better, but well, I think Street Bartist it nails the the theme a little bit better. From Towson, this episode contains two things I have grown to loathe about the later seasons. The first is after Homer does something horrifically abusive, he's treated like the victim. The second has Bart being treated as a bad guy because he didn't take his abuser's feelings into account when he reacted accordingly. This is why I've started to compare this show more to Fairly Odd Parents than Family Guy. Is there is an episode of that show that's almost the exact same as this. It starts with Timmy's parents locking him in a cage, ends with them realizing just how much they care about him. Finally, by Marge's logic, is it everything that happened to her fault? I mean, Bart wouldn't have brought her a rabbit if it wasn't a birthday. Yet she never stopped to think about Bart's feeling as he was locked in a cage. You can't. Marge is also barely like Marge is not in this episode. Like she's there at the beginning. She vanishes. Yeah, then it's over. Yeah. She vanishes. And Lisa's here again. Lisa's there to talk about uh, Furra's murder to Bart after she catches them in the, the treehouse. But she's barely in, like, she just vanishes. Again, they're just like, they don't think about it, I guess. Oh, Marge doesn't matter. You're like, wouldn't she notice her son? No. Are, are Homer and Marge the most oblivious people on Earth? Do they never look in the treehouse? No. Why would they pay attention to their kids at all? That's the thing, man. Like, I. Marge is a good mom in my heart of hearts. And they write her like she's just, what is she doing? Completely absent. Yeah, like where is she? What is Marge? Okay. From, uh, from JJ. Maybe a story about Bart creating insulting graffiti art of Homer and Homer getting his feelings hurt might be good if it was given enough time to breathe and develop. Instead, it takes half the episode to get there. We waste time with a prolonged mini sword fight and an opening act, which is both unpleasant and barely leads into the main plot. The stuff with Bart and the rabbit cage is awful, and what happened wasn't even his fault. He bought his mom a nice gift that she liked, and Marge left the bunny out of the cage, and the Apu stuff barely qualifies as a B-plot. Why is he even in this? However, I did laugh pretty hard when Mo walks into the new store and is overly impressed by mundane items like peanut butter and toilet paper. It's such a weird joke. 
When you should when you rightfully shoot this episode out of the cannon, please save that joke. I have some bad I have some bad news, JJ. The jokes go with the episodes. Unfortunately, we, we can't pull the jokes. There are good ones. This this episode, I'm glad to let all we of them go. can't we can't pull jokes out. Uh, it's just not it's not part of the the deal. The cannon uh, fires everything. You know you you can't you can't cut uh, anything off of it out before you th- shoot throw it into the the barrel. Uh, that's it for comments and news group. We move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Well, listener question of the week this week is: What is your favorite Kent Brockman quote? Got him. We got him back, man. We got him back <laughs> with the Simpsons quotes. There's got, a lot to uh, choose from uh, for this one. That's true. There's a lot of good Kent Brockman quotes. Like he literally is like a punchline machine, effectively. You just like he's like a weekend update punchline machine, where you just can yeah. feed him like funny. Th- well, as long as you write, you know, jokes. That's the, the catch. Is you have to actually write them. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Tim. America has a tradition of turning outlaws into legends after their deaths. Billy the Kid, Bonnie and Clyde. Jesus Christ. <laughs> my favorite outlaw. From Dara. My favorite outlaw uh, is Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he did get crucified by, you know, the uh, authorities. So I think that counts. You don't have to, you don't have to spell to me out about the old JC, Matt. Okay. I'm intimately familiar. <laughs> old JC. I'm intimately <laughs> familiar right. with his history. Uh-huh. <laughs> with his, his oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up from Dara. Uh, Kent Brockman, today Springfield will experience a rare total eclipse of the sun. A solar eclipse is like a woman breastfeeding in a restaurant. It's free, it's beautiful, but under no circumstances should you look at it. We recommend using a homemade camera obscura, fashioned from an ordinary shoebox and a paper towel tube. Kent reaches under the table and pulls out an unmade camera obscura. Ah, this was supposed to be pre-made. Fine, I'll do it myself. Where's the end of the frickin' tape? Ah, forget it, we'll do it next week. The eclipse is today! <laughs> there's an eclipse when I say there's an eclipse! I had forgotten about that one. That's good. Uh, from Aaron, what I had to imagine was a very popular one. I don't read the news until I get my Danish. Uh, from Zach, tonight the city weeps as for the first time ever a hockey arena becomes a scene of violence following a concert by Spinal Tap. Of course, it would be wrong to suggest this sort of mayhem began with rock and roll. After all, there were riots at the premiere of Mozart's The Magic Flute. So what's the answer? Ban all music? In this reporter's opinion, the answer, sadly, is yes. <laughs> from JJ. The spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. So I like to call my house the underground sugar cave. Uh, from Derek, toss-up between little girl... Likes her brain and absolutely devastated, absolutely devastated. The words of a heartbroken mother. Shearer's time in delivery is chef's kiss. Incidentally, both quotes are from season nine. Brockman was an MVP in uh, nine, dare I dub it, the season of Kent. Okay, a bit much, but I like those two lines from him. <laughs> See, that's what the, the later season should have been, uh, more of a focus on the characters around the Simpsons family. No, no, but, no, 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 I think this is better. You know, where we get this this sloppy mess filled with, with celebrity guest stars and no theme and Homer becoming a little child abuser. This is better. Mm-hmm. I like this yeah. more. <laughs> uh, from Linus, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've just lost the picture, but what we've seen speaks for itself. The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will. I'm not going to read this all again, okay. but underground sugar caves. Yes, of course, underground sugar caves. I just think, like to include them to give people a, an idea of like the popular yes. answers. 
Also, I still love the Corvair was the name of the sh- shuttle. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, next up from Timothy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Democracy simply doesn't work. <laughs> from Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been to Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan, and I can say without hyperbole that this is a million times worse than all of them put together. A group of school-aged Spartacuses have, Spartacuses have taken the camp by force. Three counselors are missing and presumed scared. Uh, from Yes, I Would, Kent. Tragic news tonight. 120 dead in tidal wave in Kuala Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur France. <laughs> <laughs> from iron sheik 84 ladies and gentlemen i've been to vietnam afghanistan and iraq etc etc uh from funny film fan there's only one correct answer and i for one welcome our new insect overlords <laughs> from, from real insanity i repeat the lincoln squirrel has been assassinated we'll stay with this story all night if we need to uh much better than bart being down the well uh, from Guns of the Great 93, just miles from your doorstep, hundreds of men are given weapons and trained to kill. The government calls it the Army, but a more alarmist name would be the Killbot Factory. Uh, and finally, from Jaxley, my favorite Kent Brockman quote has to be the I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. And I'd like to rec- remind them as a trusted TV personality, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in the underground sugar caves from Deep Space Homer. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard when I heard it. Robbie, what is your answer? I don't read the news until I get my Danish map. Dang it, Robbie, that's mine. <laughs> it's just I as I get older and more set in my ways, even even more set in my ways than I already was. Yeah. Sometimes you just have this you have your routine. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to get out of it, you and you're just like, nope, and, and, I am not deviating from this routine until I get a treat. I, you're just well like, no, the treat is part of the routine. The treat is oh, essential yes, yes. to the routine, Matt. The treat is like, I am not recording this podcast until i have my soda like it's that thing where like no i'm gonna i need my energy drink what are you doing this is like literally i'm not gonna i i'm awake in the morning and i don't have energy drink why what's wrong i feel the same way that is my my danish is my energy drink and i relate very hard to kent you i'm assuming your answer is the same yeah, for exactly the same reason. It's like I have my routines, and if you break them, bad things will happen, I'm not especially gonna, if it involves my blood sugar. Don't expect me to behave if I haven't had my treat. <laughs> I need my little, my Danish. Danishes are good. It's hard to, like, Danishes are delicious. It's the Danish, like, I feel like Danishes get a bad rap because they're always, the really bad versions are always at, like, continental breakfasts. And they're always dry. Oh, yeah. They're not very good. And half of them always have cheese in them. I don't need cheese in my Danish. Give me a nice apple or cherry Danish, or if you're going to get fancy strawberry or blueberry. Oh. Fancy. If you're going to be fancy with your strawberry. See, Matt. See what I like is the fruit and cheese Danish. I want them both. I want it. I want to. Those mix. are okay. I want to mix. And to be fair, I also want a. Uh, uh, well, I can't think of the fruit. Um, a guava. Oh, guava. Mm. I want a guava and cheese. Now I want a guava and cheese Danish. I'm going to go to Publix get myself a guava and cheese Danish. Right after I'm done. I'm going to go get myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next week's question. Thank you, everyone, for answering. Next week's question. We're we're staying with uh, Simpsons quotes. What's your favorite snake jailbird quote? Mr. Bird himself. Snake jailbird. (laughs) Snake jailbird. What's your favorite snake quote? Uh, You can answer it on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. You can answer it on our subreddit which is reddit.com slash r slash the Simpsons show. There's a link in the show notes. If you want to subscribe to there, um, you can also email us. You don't have to subscribe to anything. You just email us at Simpsons show at gmail.com. Your answer. Any of those places. 
you know, uh, put put you on the show if I can. If you don't, you know, write a thirty long answer, thirty long page answer, or you don't, you know, copy something that someone said, or just answer the question and not just give me other answers to something that I didn't like. Okay, sorry, I'm gonna refrain from just editorializing. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the no Google, no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One is one medium and one hard and try and stamp the other. Stomp. Stomp the other. I have a one-point lead on Matt so far this season. And we're, we're, we're moseying through this season, Matt. This is episode 15. I know, I know. I'm going to have to make up some ground here. Seven more episodes, though. Seven more episodes. So this is a long season, I guess, mm-hmm. by by recent season standards at least um are you ready for an easy question i am ready in the bart wants what it wants bart dates who the bart, oh gosh the bart wants which one is that one is that uh i believe that is jessica lovejoy is that your final answer man it is you're incorrect oh no greta wolfcastle oh yeah that's right that's the canada episode okay okay I can never remember what these things are named. All right. Your easy question. In Last Tap Dance in Springfield, who provides Lisa with her electronic tap dance shoes? Uh, Professor Frank. You are correct. I don't remember anything else about that episode, but I do remember Frank. All right. Good. Your medium. What do you mean good? <laughs> your medium question, Matt. In The Bart Wants What It Wants, Skinner performs a stand-up set at which comedy club? Oh, gosh. Um... What is it named? It's named something stupid. Uh, nah, I, I don't know. It's not coming to me. You're right when you say it's something stupid. Floppies. Floppies, of course. That's where Skinner would perform. All right. All I right. mean, he says it out loud, Matt. He goes, I don't want any of the children seeing me. My set at floppies. I sure hope children wouldn't be allowed in floppies, but there I guess that's not true. <laughs> All right. Uh, your medium question. What... Dance movie? Do Lisa and Marge see that inspires Lisa to want to dance? Oh God Almighty! It's the little ripoff. It's like a, a Shirley Temple ripoff, and then she gets taught by the real Shirley Temple, the aged Shirley Temple ripoff, who whose name is I can remember. I remember Tappa 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 Matt. Like I don't can I, uh The name of the movie? Uh, dance my blues away. I'm sorry. It is Tango de la Muerte. <laughs> Oh, that's, they don't, oh, they don't, is it, they're not watching, it's not her movie they watch? No, it's not. It's like the Zorro, weird Zorro movie or it's, something? It's the weird Zorro thing, and they have Lisa Bella, and Lisa's like, it's my name, but with Bella at the end. Oh, God. They don't even watch, I've, I've forgotten a lady's name, so you're probably going to be the, that's probably going to be the hard question or something about her. Which, you're okay, Matt, your hard question. What studios do the Simpsons visit in Canada? What studio? Um... Oh, gosh. Uh, what's the name of the studio? Yeah, I'm not going to waste your time. I don't know. You remember how you said, oh, it's a stupid name for the comedy club? Mm-hmm. Uh, same applies, Matt. The name of the studio, the movie studio to visit in Canada is called Paramount Studios. <sighs> I remember <laughs> they're, they're filming Canadian graffiti and they make the, the Canadian men's basketball team because it's that easy. But I don't remember. Uh, do, you, do you remember what? They're, when they're filming, this is going to This is my backup expert. The hard question: mm-hmm. uh, Do you remember what the graffiti? What they are graffitiing? 
in the when they show they say they're filming Canadian graffiti. What they're graffitiing in? No, what do they say? There's someone's tagging a wall when they say they pan the camera over. It's like, oh, they're filming Canadian graffiti. Oh no, I don't. I just remember the Canadian graffiti. I mean, I'm, I'm going to look it up too, so I make sure I get it right. Because that was that was my backup. Oh, right. they they are tagging obey the rules. Of course, that's the Canadian thing. Yep. I would say it's more like I'm sorry. That'd be more the. I'm sorry. Would be the Cana- that'd be the utterly like Canadian thing. Exactly. I'm sorry. All right. Your hard question. How many movies did Vicky Valentine, that is her name, Robbie, dance without even tappa tappa tappa? Vicky Valentine. She just had to go on raw talent. Vicky. That's. I was like trying to remember. Vicky I, was, I, I kept thinking Nancy. I'm like it's not Nancy, um, but Vicky has a similar sound. Um, I filmed. It's a lot of movies. I remember that. It is. It's so many. It's a very large number. Can you hear Matt? I'm gonna is it is it four figures? Uh no, it is two figures. Only two. See, Matt, you, you shouldn't be giving me hints like that. Um then there was I a mean, you still have a one in a ninety chance. One in ninety one in eighty nine, something like that. See, that's a pretty good though. That's not a bad I could just randomly guess. You I could. Have, I have a, a, a less than a, you know a a non-zero chance to get it right. I mean, you've always had a non-zero chance. You know it's a number, so <laughs> it may be infinitesimal. Yeah, and in but... fact, you know that it's integers and that it's positive integers. Okay, Matt. Let's okay. Let's calm down a little bit. Okay, let's with the integers talk. Okay, I'm a writer. Let's not get math involved here. <laughs> um, seventy-seven. I'm sorry. It's forty-three. Forty-three. Okay. Without tapa tapa tapa. Yeah, how can you dance without tap tap tap? It's pretty hard. Um, I got. I you know what? Today's a good day, though, Matt. All right, my spirits are lifted, all because of you. You you it's your you. I got one wrong because you got you got my uh, my easy question wrong, and I got my easy question right, so I get a, a point that broadens my lead to two points. So that next week when you pass me, uh, it's even worse. It makes me feel worse. Hopefully, I, that does not become some uh, f- terrible foreshadowing that I've just said. I don't really want you to pass me. I would like to win two seasons in a row. I've never done it, ever. And largely, you have you have by far the highest streak. I believe at one point you won five seasons in a row. These things happen, Robbie. These things happen. You would say that these things happen. Actually, no, your streak's longer than that. One, two, three. No, wait, no, okay, I won that one. I'm trying to do the math. That was a tie. One... Two, three, four, five. Your record is five, which you've done twice. <laughs> you've had two streaks of five seasons in a row. Eh. And then another of three. I've only won three seasons. Um, we also tied once. Anyone out there at home is curious. So I'd like to get one streak back to back. So I can do back to back one time, like Michael Jordan, 96, 97. Um, maybe this will be the, this. Maybe this season will be the one. It's possible, right? Possible. <sighs> Possible. See, this is what seems. Matt's like the Terminator, guys. I don't, I, I'm sure I've made that comparison before. <laughs> he does. He's will not stop until you are dead. Um, we can move on well, to our final lose. segment. <laughs> we want to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where we rank the episodes category because we watch them chronologically. Eventually, compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode's bad. Uh, let's see how low it, it goes. Feel bad? I mean, I don't. I think some of it's just because we've had this run of episodes, and I'm just really tired of this. Um, 
But they're just going to end up in a morass down here. Honestly, I think this goes lower than last week. Yeah, because this episode just hurts to watch. I, I think like Homer's behavior is 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 like is just deplorable. Where he like 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 last the last few weeks, honestly, have all been like nonsense. You know, they're just nonsense episodes. Nothing makes sense. They just kind of throw things at the wall, and things happen for um. They just a lot of things are happening. Um, Homer's behavior in this makes it worse than it's at it's worse than out long last leave. Um, which is number 433, um, which is worse also than The Daughter Rosses Rises, which is right before that. Um, all right, Matt. Politically inept, the Homer Simpson. Better or worse? Uh, honestly, as much as I hate to say it, I would rather watch that again than this. I'm not sure. It's really close, though. Uh, it's a close call. It is really close. I mean, if you look at the ones around that, Angry Dad, the movie is just below it regarding Margie's just above it. Boys Bummer, I Crook mean, and Ladder. Ugh, yeah, I, I think I think this is definitely worse than how munched is that birdie in the window. Oh, for sure. I was thinking he's like something like for, uh, he loves to fly and he does how much the birdie in the Definitely better than this, which puts us below frying the frying game definitively. So another shout out to Andrew, uh, Andrew Bloom, guest somewhat less frequent guest of the show lately, but who that is his worst episode of all time. I think this episode's worse than the frying game. I'd happily watch the frying game again before I watch this again. Um, regarding Margie, which one is that? Again, I'm going to regarding uh, Margie. Is that yeah. the amnesia one? I think so. Yes. Yep. That's the, yes, amnesia, the amnesia one. one. That's really bad. Um, I remember having this. I see. That's the funny thing about regarding Margie. It gives me amnesia. Cause I don't remember anything about the episode aside from it being bad. Um, Homer's behavior in this is, I think, God, Ted Nugent, oh, it's so bad. I have to, Matt, I don't know how I feel. I can't put this. I'm, I think this is worse than regarding Margie. I don't know about politically. Oh, I though. forgot about Ted Nugent. I was like, oh, yeah, Ted Homer Nugent. becomes a TV show host. Oh, Ted Nugent in that is so bad. But is it worse than Homer's behavior in this? He puts Bart in a cage and throttles him and. And and we didn't even address it. Like when they go to the art gallery at the end, Wiggum is naked, except for a leaf, which he pulls a gun out of. Yeah, this is worse than that. I this is worse than Ted Nugent because of the child abuse and Wiggum in only a leaf. Okay, how about Angry Dad the movie? Uh, this is where I look up Angry Dad the movie because I don't remember much again, about yes. the plot. And this is last season. I don't remember it. Um. I mean, they make a movie. Is that the one with Seth Rogen? No. It's Halle Berry, Russell Brand, Ricky Gervais. I think they just barely make... I don't think they're in it a lot. I think they just kind of appear in the episode and like as a background gag. I think this is worse than that. Yeah. I think you're, this you're is, probably right. I think this is worse than Angry Dad in the movie. Boys of Bummer. I think this is better than Crook and Ladder. Boys of Bummer. <laughs> Back to Google. Look up all these because you just don't remember what they're about. It's about baseball. Ugh. That's when the whole town hates Bart. For losing a little league game, yeah. We're close. This is close. Um oh, God. Um I think I'd rather watch Boys of Bummer. It's terrible, but this episode was real bad. I think you're right. I would I think above Crook and Ladder and below boy below boys a bummer is probably. I'm good with that. I yeah. Exit through the quickie mart. Quickie mart. Exit through the quickie mart. A new number four fifty three on the list. Like 
Homer being abusive and the lazy, lazy storytelling. Like it is like it is unfathomable to me. This went millions of people watch this. Mm-hmm. How do you not have some pride in like this is not just like oh it's a small small minor thing. It's it's a, it is literally the show. Um so it's number four fifty three on the list, right below the Boys of Bummer, right above Crook and Ladder. Uh new number two sixty two on the post golden years ranking. Um, Homer, Homer's enemy is still number one. Codependence is still in last place. We're not done though, Matt. We have one thing, one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Yay! Is there any doubt? No, there's no doubt whatsoever that this needs to be removed from all of our memories. Fire the cannon. does make me feel better um we can ask the same question about every episode unless as we work our way down we are currently number 175 which is blood feud season two blood feud i mean absolutely that is like one of the best burns episodes of all times see Matt, you say that a lot about these episodes even though we're in 175 now i don't think that's true i don't think blood feud is one of the best burns episodes I think it's enjoyable. I, it is very enjoyable. I I recall liking it quite a bit. Of course, like, we it, like it. The, the Extapalapa kettle at the end, and you know, burns on his deathbed, and the blood of a young child. I mean, I do like it. I'm not arguing against that. It's more. Uh, I don't think it's one of the best Burns episodes of all time. I think it's season two. A little rough around the edges. Still, they're still finding their footing a little bit. They're getting there. Um, getting a lot closer and it feels like they're getting they're you know honing in on the identity of the show and figuring out what really what it is and blood feud is very fun uh it's a little you know slow and uh burns is a little strange as his character he's not quite himself uh the burns he's not the burns that we know and love yet he's kind of there he's mostly there but he's not fully there um but it is still fun and it's still good and it's still funny and certainly belongs as a part of the canon i just don't it's 175 for a reason that we're not it's not like number I, okay okay fair 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 like you want to talk Still, about the best really burns episodes it. there we can look to the top of the list and you can you'll, you'll see them old man and elisa is our first proper yeah, burns episode. yeah that's true that's number 10 who shot mr burns obviously who shot mr burns is 14 um uh you know you you could Raging Abe Simpson is grumbling grandson. That's not really a Burns episode, but he's great in it. He's Mountain Mountain of Madness. That's a Burns episode. Rosebud, Burns episode. Who shot Mister Burns Part Two? Homer the Smithers, sort of a Burns episode. Those are all. Those are all. We just named like six episodes. And that's in the top sixty. So mm-hmm. those are fine, all. fine, fine. I'm just you know I'm just gonna stick it to you to show you how stupid you are. I mean that's fair. I'm a very stupid person. It's just. This episode is so, but that episode is so much better than when we just watched. It, my brain can't compare them. That is very true, and I think that is worth mentioning. That that's one seventy five on the list, right? Well down the list. It is. It you can't even you shouldn't mention them in the same breath. They're so different. There's <laughs> like blood feud is is like well done. It's real like compared to that 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 well blood feud is like freaking Shakespeare compared to whatever this dreck is. Like this is mm-hmm. swill, like what a pig drinks, um, compared to blood feud. Uh, that's it for this list. You can find it at our website, which is thesimpsonshow.com. dot includes links to all, you know all the things, 
all the things that we do on the internet. Our next next episode, Matt, is Forced Incontinence, How I Wet Your Mother. Uh, is this an Inception I'm... thing? Yep, this is an Inception spoof where they have to go into Homer's dreams to figure out why he is wetting the bed. Okay, sure. And we have a flashback to Glenn. We have Mona in this again. Mona is in this as a is is a flashback, I presume. Also, David Burns Uh, here singing. All right, singing in dreams. Fine, that's fine. Uh, That's next week. Can't wait, man. I can't wait. I'm so excited to talk Mm -hmm. about Homer wetting the bed. Such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, watch along with us. Support us at patreon.com slash the Simpson show. Uh, we appreciate everyone to support us there. Um, you can find me online at robbydorman.com. My new book, This Book is Cursed, is coming out in March. Go pre order it. I think you'll love it. If you like Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, Cursed Books, Choose Your Own Adventure stuff, you'll love it. If you like any of those things, you'll love this book. You should go pre order it. Matt does not participate in social media, you will not find him. Uh, that is accurate. I spent all of my time taking care of kittens, uh, which you can see if you like adorable things. And if not, ew, what's wrong with you? Uh, you can check out kittenturns.org or kittenturns on Instagram, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. There are no new kittens these days. It is a lull in the kitten season, but soon there will be new kittens. And in the meantime, you can just uh, relish in the adorableness of kittens past. And the ones that got away. The ones that did get away. Like Bambi. Aww. Still have the baby calendar, Matt. <laughs> Flip it open and look at cute little baby once in a while. Mm-hmm. Should have, should have adopted baby when they had the chance. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Anybody? Do?